mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 308 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are finally back with SG Atlantis. Yes. Season 5. Yes. Episode 11. The Lost Tribe. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Evil Asgard. Evil Asgard. It's a trap. Evil, evil Asgard. Um, I have Don't Split the Party, but I'm pretty sure I've used that like 14 times as an AKA. Well, I mean, it's it's usually uh, appropriate, though. Um, Don't Split the Party again. There is also, you know, if you're wondering what my gnome, my D&D gnome Sam is in real life, it is Mila. I can see that. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I've yet to run into an appropriate Donnie. Yeah, we haven't really run into a Donnie yet. She's of her own kind. Well, okay. Sort of. I can see there is some Donnie in... What's the the tiny princess? The tiny princess that McKay had to watch a couple episodes oh, ago. Oh, yes. Yes. There is some there is some gnome. There Donnie. is a little bit of a determined spirit in that. <laughs> yep, I do see that. I also see her sometimes in Ronin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah. She's a tiny angry ball of anger. Yes, yes, I did say angry twice. No, I know. That's on purpose. I've met your gnome. <laughs> angry, 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 angry. <laughs> uh, I've met our your gnome. I've met our gnomes. How have you been? It's been. Um I I have, I feel like I can't even remember what I've done for the past two weeks. Um, I finished The Counting Stars. Okay. Um, I would say I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the concept. I never fully enjoyed the main character. Oh, okay. There was some personality quirks to her that I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting. I like that. I've started finally. I know it's been out for a while, but I finally started Ready Player Two. Okay. And I also have some parts of that book where I'm like, that's an interesting way of going. That's an interesting take. <laughs> an interesting way of starting the next. I think I tried to start it and then I was like, I don't I don't care enough right now. I care less. <laughs> if this had been the first book, I would not have in enjoyed it as much oh good to know i'm less the plot doesn't seem as organic okay it's hard man those sophomore efforts are always difficult i know which is why i'm like giving it you know a go and not giving up. sure sure um i haven't i have nothing to report i finished obi-wan i love that we're still watching the boys. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm playing video games and watching Do South. That has been my life for a while. Yeah, I've just been busy at work. Come home, go to sleep, still, wake up, do it again. Still enjoying Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did just blast through Stranger Things. We did. We did finish Stranger Things. Um, I'm still. It's like reverberating still like this morning i woke up uh spoilers in about 30 seconds (laughs) if you haven't finished the last season of stranger things close your ear holes for a a little bit this morning as i was driving to your house i started genuinely weeping as i thought about how uh 11 went into max's mind and there was nothing there yeah that's heartbreaking uh so that's sitting. That's, that's sitting there. Sitting with me a little bit. Um, I tried to watch the show called Dark Tourist. Not for me. Gotcha. Uh, a friend of the pod said she's like, something about the host just isn't very likable. And I agree. There's and, a couple shows I've started like that. And I'm like, nope. 
uh, here's the thing. It's all the things I should like. It's all creepy stuff. And these yeah. people go and they visit like creepy things or or things where a lot of tragic and disaster happened. Um, like uh, the site of the um, the nuclear explosion in Japan from the yeah. 2010s. Or, uh, you know, they go to Colombia and they do the um, cartel tours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's feels very exploitative. Yeah. Especially because people are paying to vacation to these locations. And that, to yeah. me, I get it. I'm very interested in these things, too. But to go as a tourist and... I'll tell you which one bothered me. There's people okay. who pay money to experience what it's like to be an an immigrant trying to cross the desert borders. Mm-mm. And I, I just don't think the show does a good enough job of explaining why they've decided to look into this other than look at this creepy thing. And it's like, this is people's lives. Yeah, that's there. there is a line where that's not empathy that's not putting yourself in their shoes and the thing is there was a couple people on the trip who were there for that and and there was one guy that they sort of talked to but i don't know that they give him enough that they didn't give that type of voice enough yeah uh anyway that's my thought on that show i gave it a shot no judgment to whoever likes it but it just doesn't sit well with me yeah that happens sometimes yeah um, I unfortunately, like, don't have enough other, like, I've watched a bunch of stuff, and I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Sorry, we are plugging in batteries before me. things die. <laughs> Something just talked to us and said, your batteries are low. Hi. My batteries are low, personally, I'll tell you that much. We're here, though. Okay. Okay. Let's get back to it because important October heavy things happen. 10th, 2008. This was written by Martin Giro, directed by Andy Makeda. Previously on Stargate, Daniel showed up and uh, went and came up with some info on a secret, crazy ancient inventor's lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found said lab and accidentally set off a beacon. And then some strange aliens came and kidnapped Daniel and McKay, forcing them to activate the Atero device. Which causes all Wraith ships to perform the Holdo Maneuver when going into hyperspace. <laughs> Unwitting Holdo Maneuver. Also, Stargates are exploding. Um, I wrote, and this this may actually be the better AKA. Yeah. I wrote previously on a lot of not great things. <laughs> so that's the AKA, AKA, a lot of not great things. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so the episode actually starts back in time a few moments. With Taylor working on getting everyone out of the way of the explosion. Although she only makes it so far when we see here the explosion from her point of view. Yep. After we saw the drone shot around the central tower. Yeah. Uh, And it actually shakes the structure a lot less than I thought it would. That's some strong engineering. Those, Those shock absorbers are doing it. Yeah, like you remember this city is floating on water. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, thank goodness for that. So um, she tries to radio John. Nothing. And thankfully, right at that moment, Marie also runs by and goes to get some Band-Aids. <laughs> They're going to need them. I also the just want everyone to know that Kaylee Thor is laying directly between us. Yeah. And so neither of us is allowed to move our feet, which nope. is great when you're standing perfectly stock still an hour. Yeah. 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 Just to let everyone know that... Just behind the scenes tidbit. Yeah. So rescue teams arrive in the gate room. And it's honestly, look, the destruction is bad, but it's not as bad as you thought would be after seeing that explosion. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, the structure is, again, impressive feat of engineering, ancient mm-hmm. engineering. There's just a crater where the gate was. Yeah. Um, the glass wall behind it is gone. And for a bit, you think that John and Roddick are too. But thankfully, I don't know where all the where the fuck did all the rocks come from? You know, sometimes when you throw things and there's a sonic boom to the ocean, <laughs> the ocean delivers to you rocks. Rocks. Sure. As a gesture uh-huh. of 
Yep. Appreciation? Something. I'm just going to keep... That's fine. <laughs> Thankfully, John and Roddick were smart and took some cover. John yeah. covering Roddick. They did not turn into pink mist, thankfully. They have some, you know, tinnitus. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> they might be hearing some ringing for a while. Uh-huh. Um, and yes, there might be some glass in your back. Oh, um, God, that yeah. Might leave Let's some talk marks. about that later, yeah. Well, we also, I do like that for the rest of the episode, we see, like, little red marks around, All around his, head, his yeah. skin and, like, around his hands and stuff. Phew. And, yes, we lost the Stargate. We lost the control room, but Taylor rightfully points out, uh, as she helps both of them up, we did not lose John or Roddick. I mean, she's not wrong. Nor did we lose Roddick's glasses, because at least one person on this series actually needs their glasses. Yeah. But only, but yeah, but not Daniel. <laughs> By the way, Todd is oh, still yeah. in control of the Daedalus. Oh, right. In case this wasn't enough fuckery going mm-hmm. on. And they round up the rest of the crew and confine them to the hangar bay, which, um, listen, not that we don't trust Todd. We don't. But, <laughs> but we don't. But putting them in the hangar bay is an easy way to get rid of the entire crew if need be. Yeah. Um, and uh, he tells his own hive to not go into hyperspace. Yeah, don't do it. Don't. But also, please do it because I want to watch. <laughs> now they're heading towards Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, full credits. Where are Rodney and Daniel? Don't worry. We'll get to them. Mm-hmm. In the infirmary, Marie is just pulling glass from John's back. This job sucks for everyone involved. Yes. For John, for the person pulling the glass, for the person having to witness any of this happening. Yeah, yeah, Not great times. Also, I'm guessing John didn't accept much pain meds. Well, it's like, yeah. So it's like, is he sitting still or is he going, ow, ow, and like wiggling every time? Mm -hmm. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, And the team is trained. Banks is already setting up a secondary control room. And beyond the gate blew up, uh-huh. John doesn't really know what happened. And, you know, where's McKay when you need him? Um, on Hoth. He is. So McKay, of course, is still with Daniel on Hoth. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have that part written down, the Hoth nice. part. <laughs> of course. They're awake again, having been stunned the last time we saw them. Yep. And remember McKay never got around to telling Daniel what the side effects of the Atero device were? Mm-hmm. Um, and one that you wouldn't see on this planet, considering there is no Stargate here. Oh. So Daniel is just over life. Yeah. He's just kind of done. I feel like they're doing what I call an angry brainstorm here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. He's just letting McKay talk. Yeah. Like McKay's just angry brainstorming at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. And McKay continues that... While the subspace turbulence only affects Wraith hyperdrive systems, the radiation that it creates mess with the basic operation of Stargates. Um, yes, Daniel, you heard right. Stargates. Yeah. As in all of them, at least in the Pegasus Network. Basically, any type of travel that you want to do that is not you physically moving from one location to the yep. other, no, do it. And by messes with, McKay means power will build up until it overloads. Uh-huh. Which Daniel is now paying attention. Stargate Explosions, which is a good band name. Because overload, as in every time someone dials a Stargate in the entire galaxy, it will explode. That's a lot of dead peoples. That's a lot of dead peoples while this device is on. Yep. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Awesome. So Wolsey wakes up on the Daedalus, trying to, you know, I don't want to say be tough, but like hold it, hold his ground. Yeah. Against Todd. Yeah. It's time where he's the- not here to cower. No. And it is times like this, I think, where he realizes that not every play is in a book. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, I get it now why you guys didn't go by the rules. Yeah. Frequently, like, the book does not have entries yeah. on. When your wraith you were working with double crosses you and takes over your ship. There's no speech for that. No. Yeah. So Todd gives no shits. Uh Uh-huh. And they're on their way back to Atlantis, but they are stopping short of Atlantis. Yep. Um, They are still inside communications range, though. Yeah. 
Sorry, I'm laughing at the dog. It's fine. The dog is really mad that there are young children on bikes. How dare they? Today on the day of whatever her latest mental holiday is. Yep. How dare you, young children, on the 4th of July? Uh, yeah. Be outside and playing. Near my house. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but she's she's not barking right into the mics anymore. So thankfully, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Todd is stopping short of Atlantis inside communications range, and Todd was really hoping Woolsey would wake up for the next part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yikes! John and Taylor arrive to the backup control room. People have been busy. Mm-hmm. It's fairly up and running considering where they started. Um, they're not blind. They're pretty crippled, as Zelenka points out. They have no gate. They have no way of contacting the Daedalus. And they have no way of rescuing McKay and Daniel. Basically, we're stranded here. And this is our life now. And this sucks. Yeah. So what do they do now? I am a fan of John leadership style in this moment. Okay. He's just like five bucks to anyone who can figure out how to contact the Daedalus. Anything we can do. Does anybody have it? Yeah. Well, he does. I do appreciate pulling your resources. Yeah. And being like, who's got info that works here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyone, whatever information you can give, five mm-hmm. bucks. Well, Banks doesn't quite have an idea, but she does have a hail from the Daedalus at this moment on subspace. There you go. That's going to be great, I'm sure. Which technically isn't her idea, mm-hmm. but it's good enough and John will pay her later. Yeah. So John is about to lead into how happy he is to see, the you Daedalus. know, the crew of the Daedalus. But instead he's greeted by Todd. It's a different crew now. Which is, you know, not what he was expecting. Yep. And Todd is afraid that he had to relieve Caldwell and the crew from duty. By the way, we don't see Caldwell because contract... I don't know. Couldn't get Mitch (laughs) Pelagi. Yeah. He's in a different He was in the bathroom. Yeah. He's got the nervous poops. Yep. (laughs) The nervous shits. Yeah. So, quietly John checks and no, the Daedalus is too far out for a jumper. But don't worry, Todd has not killed anyone yet. Mm-hmm. He is completely willing to return the ship and the crew all safe. No problem. All they have to do is shut off the Atero device and tell Todd where it is. Yeah. This is where John is really bad at diplomacy. Well, John has no fuck with the, t- wh- like, no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. But the fact that he shares nothing other than, I don't know what you're talking about versus we didn't do it right off the top. Yeah. Like, that's what you start with. Well, I feel like I don't know what you're talking about does imply we didn't do it. It doesn't, though. I don't know what you're talking about implies I'm not talking to you about what this is, which is where I say John is very bad at diplomacy. We know this is not a strong suit. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about means I'm lying in these moments to Todd versus I don't know how that's happening. We didn't do it. It's different than well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about. what the Atero device is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Todd doesn't believe him. Yeah. Uh, it was clever to lure Todd in a ship out in the middle of nowhere just to see if the Atero device worked. And he's like, if what worked? It's like he's made no mention of the gate exploding. Well, also the conversation started five seconds ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I'm just, yeah. I feel like Weir would have managed that a little bit better. I can see him not at this point mentioning the Stargate exploded because there's been like, it's again been about 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you need to turn the Atera device off. Well, the Stargate exploded. Yeah. (laughs) That's honestly what you say. Because then it's like, what? Because you shake their ground and then they have to think in a different direction, which is what diplomacy is for. Well, he doesn't know that Todd didn't cause the Stargate explosion. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and in a way, Todd is impressed because mm-hmm. he was there 10,000 years ago when the ancients tried this the last time mm-hmm. and they didn't have the stomach to use it once they realized what would happen mm-hmm. to the Stargates and how many humans it would kill. And, um, I didn't know Todd was that old. Yeah. Yeah, he was old, <laughs> but damn. Yeah. Well, and Zelenka connects the Janus dots. Dun, dun, dun. 
John again tries to assure Todd they had nothing to do with this. Todd, of course, doesn't believe a thing he says and threatens to kill someone on the crew every minute starting now. And he's like, cool, hold, please. Mm -hmm. John is quick. What are the odds the Atera device was on the other end of the subspace link that opened in Janice's lab when McKay found it, which makes sense. That sounds about right. Uh, the planets Lenka found earlier also fits in with those dots connecting, and that must be where our brains are as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a weapon made during the last Wraith War, it explodes Stargates, which is not useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Lenka's pretty sure that was not its original purpose. Sure. But whatever it actually... It inadvertently kills Stargates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, whatever it does, it is serious enough that Todd risks stealing the Daedalus for. Yeah. And obviously, if they tell Todd the address that they have, he's just going to blow everything up, including McKay and Daniel, and not actually care. So that's not ideal. Yeah, that part's not great. And Taylor reminds them of the larger photo. Yeah. The galactic scale of what they're dealing with right now. That... Gates they, exploding. They had a shield to contain things. Mm-hmm. Pretty much no other planet's going to have that. No, yeah. Millions are already dead, she's pretty sure. They have to tell them. It's one of those where, like, I she doesn't want to say it, but it's two people. The greater good. Yeah. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So he gets back to Todd. Yeah, he calls him back. And he's like, you can see the relief on Wolsey's face. Mm-hmm. He goes, okay, look. Um, John tells Todd again, we did not do this. Todd just basically ties a bib around his neck as if he was going to Red Lobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wolsey's the lobster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prep some butter. Yep. John clarifies, we did not do this. However, we may have what you need. Atlantis was attacked yesterday. By a race we had don't know. Mm-hmm. They stole some technology. We think it's part of the Atero device. We tracked them. And if you come by and pick me up, I'll take you to him. Yep. He's ah. like, yeah, sure. I fly in close to Atlantis and then you hit me with some drones. Hurrah. John's like, first, that's our ship. Yeah. And second, you actually can use hyperspace. Yeah. Why would I fucking knock you out of the sky? I feel like, is there like a flip to show the room like on FaceTime to be like, look at the hole in our fucking base right now. Um, And that's a, no, Todd wants the coordinates himself sure. or he's going to feed on Wolsey right here on that's camera. That's fine. That's totally, everything's great. And John does it. He knows Todd gives no shits. And Todd leaves, just leaving the Stargate, or leaving Atlantis in the Lost for Words. Yeah. But not everyone on the Daedalus is captured quite yet. Ronan, remember, went to grab Keller. Oh, yeah. And they're just trapped between bulkheads. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, they're heavy, so no, Ronan, you can't just brute force the door open. (laughs) But he's going to try anyway. (laughs) And the logic that Ronan is bigger than air, so should be able to fit through the airtight door is perfection. This is the moment. Now, there's been this love triangle, this thing with Keller and McKay or Ronan or like, what is she thinking? They're two very different guys. They both bring a lot to the table and they offer something unique. This is the moment. <laughs> this is the moment that Keller goes, it's not for me. Nope. The guy who cannot, <laughs> cannot get mm-hmm. like, they're both stubborn. Yes. They're both incredibly stubborn men. Yes. But the man who's like, I'm bigger than air. <laughs> too far. Too far. Because even <gasps> Rodney in his stubbornness has stubbornness has learned how to be like, well, maybe it's worth thinking that way. I mean, I don't want to, yeah. but maybe it's worth it. Whereas I'm bigger than air. I, how do you talk to that? I can open the door. Yeah. Like, how do you have a conversation about the dishes with that personality? And it doesn't help that the door then does open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are Wraith on the other side. The um, moment he lost Keller. But the, the Wraith don't mean anything. They don't last long. Ronan right. takes care of them. Yeah, means nothing. Ronan's big plan is to get to the access ladder. Head down two levels, get to engineering, and cripple the ship. And to Keller's surprise, yes, he does know how to do that. Watch and learn. Yeah. On Atlantis, they detect a new hyperspace window. Yeah. 
It's not Todd changing his mind. <laughs> Unfortunately. It is Katana. Okay. A traveler. Oh. And Laren sent her. Uh, yes, we remember Laren. Uh, she would like to know if you could tell them why the stargates are blowing up. Uh, <laughs> I do love that she's like, send a message to these assholes. It's probably them. Uh, and yes, all the travelers are stupidly attractive. It makes sense. It's part of the, you know, racial feats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny because I couldn't remember Laren, but seeing uh, Katana, I'm like, she reminds me of that one lady with the... Oh, yeah, Laren. Laren, yep. got it. I'm so glad she said the name because it's done now. Um, And on Hoth, McKay is trying to figure out how to get the door open. Well, <clears throat> get the panel open to get the door open. Yeah. Um, The door does open, not because of him. And the guy from Halo comes... <laughs> Master Chief comes out. Well, I um, call them the Zeniths. Although the Zeniths, you can see their faces, but yeah. Same concept. Same concept. Yeah. Um, and tells Daniel to come with him. And having no issues waving his blaster around to get his point across. Yeah. And no, not both of them. Mm -hmm. Just Daniel. Yikes. So they're in the control room. Katana is explaining um, how they built their very first colony on a planet in a hundred generations. Mm -hmm. And it's gone. Yikes. Let's take that moment in. Yeah. Their first colony. Yep. Their first colony. The a, first time they've ever done this. In a hundred generations. They're never doing this again. Well, not according to the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was in orbit, and you could see it from space. The largest explosion she's ever seen. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, Nakwood as a bitch. Yep. So 3,000 people, two ships, including their ancient ship, uh, and Laren's busy, and we also couldn't get the episode uh, actress for the episode. Sure, sure. <laughs> John explains the whole situation, and she is happy to play Uber. <laughs> yeah. And Slank is going to come along, too. Tayla is going to stay here. Because John honestly needs someone that he can trust with a cool head leading Atlantis. If Todd is going to turn around and come for Atlantis. And even if Todd is not going to return to Atlantis, he needs someone... That he can trust in charge. Yeah, I like this moment where Taylor's like, no, I'm coming. I need to be part of this. And yeah. John's like, no, no. Remember that Atlantis needs someone to yeah. run? She's like, oh, fuck, you're right. I don't like it, it, but I'll got deal it, with got it. Got it, yeah. Serona so makes quick work of the two Wraith who are in the Room of Requirements engineering room. <laughs> yeah. Keller locks the door and they get to work. Keller's like, well, I guess we're going to have to bring up the main control system, disable them, lock them out of the mainframe, etc. And that's really super not what Ronan was thinking. He's going to um, blaster it. He just fires his blaster yeah. at the open <laughs> crystal trays. So anyway, I started shooting. <laughs> which does drop them out of hyperspace. Yep. Uh, and on the bridge, Todd quickly grocks what's going on and sends some troops down Again, to engineering. This is where Ronan loses Keller. Like Keller likes the guy who has the plan is not just smash. There are times when the plan can be smash. Absolutely. And it comes in handy and it's hot and sexy. Yeah. But sometimes the plan requires a little more than smash. Well Ronan's just more smashing. Yeah. Um destroying more shit. I'm sorry. Disabling the ship. Sure. Keller's a little taken back. Like, what if you hit, like, life support? He's like, That's I'm pretty I'm yeah. sure life support's over there. At least I think it is. Yeah. I think. And she does convince him that that's enough destruction and they should get out of here. But, <laughs> I mean, fair. you have to double tap the crystal. Yeah, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. It might be a zombie crystal. You don't want it to reconnect. Nope. Yeah. Daniel is brought into an other control room. Mm -hmm. Some guy who's busy talk working while he'll talk to you yeah um daniel's like yeah so you really need to shut that device down mm -hmm. he goes no he goes well there's destroying the wraith and then there's exploding stargates when they're activated and those are two very different things yep and uh the guy's like well we don't use stargates so anyone who does use them is really no concern to us fuck dude that's rough. 
Yeah, that pisses our bard off a bit. Uh huh. Calling them no different than the wraith. Yep. Uh, there's an argument, though. I will say, uh, is hunting humans to feed off them worse than legit not giving any cares if they exist or die or anything? Well, the difference between it's not just that they don't care it's that they're actively doing something to cause it that's so it's not the same as hunting but it's not any better that's what i mean it was like hey you're dying for reasons that have absolutely nothing to do with us and we're preserving our own lives i don't like it but it's not the same as causing the death do you see what i mean yeah that's to me it's just the i don't know which is worse I, I, yeah, I think that it's almost worse that the evil Asgard, as yeah. we'll come to find out, are like. That's what I'm saying. You're worse than the Wraith. Yeah, because the Wraith. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard argument because the Wraith are doing this to survive, and technically, so are the Asgard. The Asgard have other options. They just choose not to explore them. The Asgard them. are like, we'll take this as collateral damage. Yeah. <laughs> versus the Wraith are like, we literally have no other option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so Master Chief just explains they don't have a choice. Their planet's dying. It cannot sustain them. So if they're going to head into the galaxy the first time and who the fuck knows how long, mm-hmm. right now it's controlled by the Wraith. And that no yeah so we need to destroy them and this is the way (laughs) we're doing this and so we're doing this yep on the traveler ship um john and roddick explain that speed is very important so they have to make it to the planet before is the aka for this episode yes yeah Uh, um the kessel run this is the kessel run there you go they need to make it to the planet before Todd does, since Todd's not going to give a shit about collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and speed is what this ship does. Oh, good. So he opens the door to, let's be honest, this is basically the engineering room to the Serenity. <laughs> it has twice the wires hanging down, and basically that's Kaylee Fry as the mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in another ship, <laughs> Keller's like, something feels weird. Something feels weird. Yeah. My spidey senses are going uh-huh. off. I could go for some strawberries. <laughs> Mila is 15 and she's been working on ships since she was four. So she's damn good at what she does. Imagine letting a four year old work on ships. I mean, they have to start somewhere. Mm, that's fair. I was four when I started like helping to build the deck. <laughs> when I started like helping in woodworking. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, you're not doing complex things, but you can start learning the yeah. basics of ship mechanics at four. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and John's just going to leave Zelenka here. <laughs> you might learn something. Yeah. And in turn, Zelenka does not look excited. No. Zelenka's like, I don't want this at all. Please take me with you. And yeah, this is, uh, if you want to know what my D&D gnome is like, that's her. <laughs> Todd and the Wraith uh, see, you know... The redecoration that Ronan did to engineering. Sure. <laughs> now p- repairs begin. Yeah. And Todd gives them, goes over the ship wide and is like, look, I know someone's out there. Mm-hmm. You are a nuisance. Turn yourself in or the crew will start to die. One by one, you have three minutes. Which is longer yeah. than he gave John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronan instantly calls it a bluff. But I totally get Keller. This is an absolutely smart thing to do on Keller's part. The worry of what if he's not bluffing? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, she does have this ulterior motive. She's like, if I turn myself in, they might stop looking for you. 100%. So, yeah, like, the concept of turning yourself into the Wraith is the antithesis of, like, everything Ronan knows. But, again, if she turns herself in, Ronan can keep running around and do whatever he's got to do. Yeah. Ronan is not having it. And they just have a moment where neither of them were budge mm-hmm. until Keller's like, yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> I might as well go with you. And uh-huh. he's like, that's right. We're almost there. Again, and you cannot fight the stubborn. And as soon as his back is turned, she's like, bye. Yeah. And runs in the direction and closes the bulkhead. Yep. 
And he turns around and I think he's equally annoyed and impressed. Yeah. I mean, she's gonna outsmart you. I'm sorry, Ronan, yes. but she's going to. You and what we've learned about Keller, and this is one of the things I admire her the most about, is as scared and vulnerable as she could be, she's not given in to fear. So no. he can try to intimidate her all day long and she's gonna be like, fuck you. Have fun. Yeah, bye. This yes, I'm scared. I'm still doing this. I'm gonna stay alive. Yeah. So the party is completely split up. Daniel is still barding. Yeah. Uh, and all of these people would be so callous about the death of millions of people. And like, also, why the fuck are you in armor? Yeah. Like, I know you're not human and you're not ancient and you're not wraith. So who are you? Mm-hmm. And we get the reveal. Evil, evil, that's good. He looks at Daniel, contemplates, and eventually the armor opens up, and out from it steps an Asgard! Motherfucker. Or I should say in this shot, an Asgard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> I like it. I could have not. Um, was that... Was that the last thing you were expecting there, Grace? Uh, I don't know what I was expecting, but I knew that it would be like, change the way your mind works. So, you know that dumb, there's this riddle, right? Where it's like, uh, this guy and his father are on a plane and then they get into an accident and then, uh, you know, uh, the father dies and they go to the hospital and the doctor goes, I can't work on that kid. He's my son. Oh yeah. And people's mind is like, but the dad died yeah. because that's the obvious answer. Yeah. 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 And they're like, well, that's his mom. Yeah. Because your brain doesn't immediately go there. So my brain went, whatever this is, it's that thing that I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is the thing that I'm not going to? What am I expecting? When it's like, it's not a Thosians. It's no. not like the idea that it was Asgard was not one that crossed my <laughs> mind. But I was like, expect the unexpected, gotcha. if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and I would have been just as surprised if it had been like a f- fucking Jaffa. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, that 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 throws Daniel because he knows the Asgard. Yeah. Like, he calls some of the Asgard his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a surprise. Like, the Asgard that Daniel knows are a noble race that help humans. Yes, but these are the Asgard, as these you so As- that's, properly that might be, put it. That yeah. might be the AKA. Asgard. The Asgard. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love, I love this guy's response uh-huh. when Daniel's like, you know, the, the, they're a noble race and they help people. And he's like, well, where are they now? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Thought so. <laughs> Yikes. Um, and Dan's like, well, that didn't have anything to do with humans. That's because they cloned themselves to death. And, and these, these Asgard, no, mm-hmm. we're clones. We're not dead yet, though. Like, they haven't solved the problem yet, but we're able to do much more research without interference. Fair. We just um, need some quiet time. We're making progress and Daniel gets it. Mm-hmm. Their research is on humans. And because remember the Asgard used to be human-like. Yep. And he did, Daniel did know an Asgard like them. Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Asgard High Council didn't think the ends justified the means. And look where it got them. Yeah, somehow Daniel keeps trying to do his best barding, but these are assholes. These guys aren't playing by the rules. So everything you're saying only pushes their point further. Exactly. On the traveler ship, Mila is just putting out a literal small fire. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It does yeah. sometimes. Roddick is just wide-eyed. Yeah. And pulls John aside going, this shit's not safe. I don't like it here. Yeah. John's like, well, I mean. Roddick is the woolsey of the scientists. Like, he's like, I like my my good my good alcohol. I like yeah. a nice quiet space to work. Yeah. A little bit of music. Chess. Maybe some chess. I don't want this. I want my shit organized yeah labeled yeah what is this chaotic mess you have put me in yeah do not want there's a reason roddick does not go off out of atlantis very often yes exactly he wants control of his environment uh-huh. just absolutely fine right yeah. on you yeah he has no control over this 
absolute chaos mess. Mm-hmm. Um, John's like, well, we have to get there first. And he's like, this is a very crude hyperdrive. This is put together with mismatched parts and held together with bubble gum. Yeah. Yeah. And John's like, it takes a, a real smart person to build a hyperdrive out of scraps. Whereas all he could see are the holes. Yeah. He's like, this is not great. The alarm sounds and Mila just turns it off. It's only a radiation warning and the sensor's really sensitive. So it's really not anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. if any line summed up. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, I like this. And like it just basically like waves his arms around to prove a point at John, what just please, happens. Please, John, please make this stop. Yeah. And John's going to go back to the bridge. You have fun. <laughs> Jerk. Back on Hoth. Yeah. Uh, the Asgard explains that, look, we came to the Pegasus galaxy as the Wraith and the Ancients were fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could just do our experiments. No one noticed. It was fine, but we're actually expecting the ancients to win. Mm. Um, Because while they wouldn't like the research the Asgard were doing, at least they wouldn't kill them all. Yeah. So the Wraith do not tolerate any other advanced civilizations, and soon they're under attack and way overpowered. Yeah. They lost their intergalactic ships very quickly. They couldn't build more. So they retreated and hid on a planet with toxic atmosphere, which is the, the Wraith wouldn't look for them, because why? Yeah, because why would you live on toxic planet? And at first they could... Were why fine. would you live on a trash fire? Yeah. First they were fine with breathing devices, but now the planet is so toxic, so rough on them, that their armor isn't even protecting them anymore. Yeah. So they have to go back out into the galaxy. What a bummer. And they knew about the Atero device, but they couldn't. So they're basically it. never nude Asgard. They're never nude Asgard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Um, there's probably some chafing. Mm-hmm. It's got to smell so bad in there. So rank. Oh, okay. So Daniel is really, he feels for these people stuck on a toxic planet for thousands of years, but you don't just go and let stargates explode. No, you can't do that. And the Asgard interrupts him going, oh, contraire, our people are dying and you just said the rest of the Asgard are dead. So if we don't do this, our whole civilization will be wiped out forever. Yeah. We can't have that happen. Yeah. So fucking deal with it. Evil ass is a little relentless here. Yeah. So Keller's led up to the bridge. Mm-hmm. So you're the saboteur. This is a fun little poker game they play here. Yeah. Recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. Um, and he, she's like, yeah, that's me. I'm a sabotage. Er, I did it. He goes, which sabotage with? A weapon? Things Where's your stuff. weapon? Not here. I wasn't going to give you my weapon. I, I ate it. I ate it. <laughs> Some fava beans and nice candy. <laughs> just, I don't even know what I'm quoting. I'm it's just fine. quoting randomness now. Yep. So Todd really wishes Keller didn't see her as the enemy. I mean, I'm on a mission from John Shepard. Are you, though? I feel like that. everyone's lying right now. Keller's not lying, that. Zone of truth. <laughs> it's not completely a lie. No, but it's also not a truth. It's also completely not the truth. Yeah. It's from a certain point of uh-huh. view. Exactly. And now all of these systems are down. We have a lot of issues. Kelly's like, well, that's that's a damn shame. <laughs> it's a damn shame all these systems are down. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it is a damn shame considering millions of humans are dying mm. every moment. I mean, you're a doctor. Shouldn't that be a thing with you? People dying. Yikes. And stuff. I mean, they're not dying of medical things, technically. Mm. So the hard candy, co- hard candy coating that Keller has breaks a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's about that time that they they don't have weapons, but they get hyperdrive back. Yeah, and they're going to go on their way, and they're going to deal with the weapons thing when they get there. Mm-hmm. And Keller is sent down with the rest of the crew. Yep, seems right. Daniel's brought back to the room with McKay, who really thought Daniel was a goner. Mm-hmm. He's fine, and and McKay's like, "Well, I I figured they needed me, but you were kind of." Ex- expendable 
<laughs> Thanks, Rodney. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I get what you meant. And he catches McCamp and everything. Nobody yeah. expects the Asgard Inquisition. Nope. Um, McKay doesn't really care about anything right now except turning the device off, and he thinks he has a way out of here. Because um, the place is an ancient facility, and Rodney McKay knows about ancient facilities. I like that Daniel takes this moment <laughs> to be a tiny bit of an asshole. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, it's uh, clinically proven that referring to yourself in third person is a sign of mental instability, right? Look, I know things are pretty dire, and we're probably going to die, but I'm still going to take a moment to poke fun at you a little bit. Mentally unstable like a fox! Yeah. <laughs> So he tricks the system into thinking there's a fire and the door opens and there's no one outside. Luckily for Thank goodness. Daniel that McKay figured Daniel was dead and was going to leave, but you got back here just in time. Mm-hmm. So they go on the hunt to shut the device and when they get there, they'll improvise. Yeah, it's jazz. Jazz science. There's a lot of jazz going on in this episode. Uh-huh. So they escort Keller along the way, but Ronan is waiting for them. Yes. Dropping down from the ceiling and taking up both the Wraith, handing Keller a P90, and they quickly tag team and get the rest of the Wraith that come up yep. behind them. And I'm super impressed with how quickly Keller responded, taking the gun and getting to work, when she admits that she's never shot a P90 outside of the range before. She's fucking figured it out, yeah. There was no hesitation. Mm-hmm. So they head off and unlock the room with a lot of crew in it. Um, again, not Caldwell. Mm-hmm. He's in a different one. No. He, I'm telling you, he was pooping, so they he's just still, locked him in the pooper. He's still pooping. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not the hangar bay. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it's the one that Woolsey's in there, and Ronan tells him they have to get to the armory, gear up, we're taking back the ship! We're doing it! It's a pretty badass moment. It's a little Braveheart moment he's it's got there. It's pretty good. So the brains are creeping around Hoth. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We gotta pay... I don't know okay, if this sorry. happened to everybody. Yeah. But the fun little interstitials, like, was this a movie? Like, they did the nice little yeah. stocking Atlantis, pause for a breath, interstitials on this one. Well, so those, I think, were the little... I mean, they were the little... um. Um, I'm just blanking on my actual TV terminology. Right. They come back from credits. Transitions. Transitions. Uh-huh. Uh, there's something else I was trying to name. That's up, okay. That's fine. Don't worry about it. But it's also, I can't remember. I think there's a little bit of a weirdness, and I think it came in as it went to syndication and went online. Because we have a full credit sequence here and not the little stinger guy. I feel like we were supposed to go to commercial break. Yeah, those are right coming. Here. They're coming back from commercials. You'd get that Got to it. head back in. Okay, time. that's all. Yeah. I just don't. It was interesting to see them start here yeah. for no I reason. don't know. Anyway, okay, we're back. So the brains are creeping around Hoth. And yeah. I love this plan. The plan is after our gnome's own hearts. Yep. So those guards are on the Atero device. Mm-hmm. So we need to create a diversion. Yep. So McKay wants to go somewhere else and create an explosion. Sounds right. Daniel's like, why the fuck would you assume if there's a massive explosion, people are going to run to it? <laughs> McKay's like, I would. Yeah. I rest my case. Okay. McKay's like, well, maybe I want to rescue people from the fire and see... What's going on? That's not what you want to do, McKay. <laughs> I mean, the second part, yes. The first part, no. Whereas Tiana would order more guards to protect the room that the people blowing shit up probably want to get to. Shut up, Daniel. God. McKay has a point. The explosion diversion is the very cornerstone of diversions. Mm-hmm. Also, McKay has no better ideas. Yeah. When in doubt, fire. Mm-hmm. Make fire a thing. Deal with the consequences Look, later. fire. Run. Yeah. So the door in front of them opens and McKay just instantly starts blabbing with his hands because there's two there's two suits inside. Uh, there's two people and he just starts talking with his hands up that they need him alive and I'll look after the device and yada yada, a million miles a minute, just keep talking and Daniel just looks at them and tries to tell McKay that they're suits. Literally just the suits. And McKay continues to say, yes, suits that house one of the smartest races ever evolved and nope. does not stop to even take a breath. Yeah. Empty suits. <laughs> empty suits and mckay recovers he's fine yep and uh well daniel it seems that the suits formed whoever's inside of them. yeah thank god because i was like how is daniel and mckay fitting in the same thing as these asgard i mean why why would the asgard make these so that someone human size would fit into them or wraith size if why you're dealing with wraith are they not asgard size 
<laughs> the only reason they're not Asgard size is to hide the reveal and also so we could get the next scene. I don't like it. Yes. Well, not the next scene. Well, the next, yeah. The next scene with them. Yeah. On the Traveler's Bridge. John's in the pilot seat. He's good. He's flown birds way harder to manage than this before. Mm-hmm. And he comments he surprised Laren. Uh, didn't say anything about him. <laughs> I do like this. I, it's the, one of the first times where we've talked about how John doesn't really seem to notice yes. members of whatever sex he's interested uh-huh. in at all, except for Laren. Yeah. Somehow with Laren, it's like, oh, hello. You're hot. Katana's like, well, Laren never mentioned you before today. Ouch. And that throws John. Ouch. They come out of hyperspace, a few explosions down in the engine room, and yeah, that's what Roddick assumed. It's burnt out now, and Mila's like, but we fucking got here. Yeah, we'll figure that part out when we're leaving. That's not a problem for right now. Uh, on the bridge, they at least beat the Daedalus, so that's good. Yeah. And the other two ships narrow in Just on them. barely. Weapons firing evasive maneuvers. Mm-hmm. On said Daedalus, the armed crew get to the bridge. Todd and friends. Open the door. Mm-hmm. Ronan throws a flashbang in. And when they pour into the bridge after that, it's empty. Yep. Hmm. They Where didn't run Todd into anyone in the hallway either. And Keller orders the, utters the immortal line. I have a bad feeling about yeah, this. Yeah, well, she should. So Mark scans the, scans the ship and finds all the wraith are in their own ship in the 302 bay. Hmm. And not risking a fight doesn't sound like Todd, so Ronan's going to go check it out. But don't worry, before Todd did whatever the thing he's doing, he locked us out of the flight controls. Yay! So we can't drop out of hyperspace. Great. Awesome. Daniel and McKay are in their Asgard armor suits. The You know, the fit to mold. Uh-huh. Mold to fit persons. They just walk into the Atera device room and shoot whoever's in there. Elements of surprise. Works. That makes sense. And it takes their helmets off and they get to work. But now the issue is that the Asgard has encrypted access to the workstation. Damn which it. Obviously, McKay can crack easily. That's not the problem. Remember how you can't do anything without that control key? Yep. Yeah, they took the control key. Damn it. So we're double locked out. Uh-huh. They put the chain lock on top of the deadbolt. Mm-hmm. So what we know now is Asgard ship takes off from Hoth and enters the fray above the planet. Mm-hmm. And there's a crazy, cool flying spin spiral around each other. Mm-hmm. And they're firing while it happens. And, and we take out the Asgard ship. Yeah, well, there's one down. And we see the Traveler and the Asgard ship going straight for each other. Oof. When at the last minute of chicken, the Asgard ship heads into hyperspace window. Damn it. Damn them. And for a minute, they think it's just blinked out and blinked back in. But the new hyperspace window that they see is much further out. Mm-hmm. And it's the Daedalus. Yeah, yeah. As explosions go off around them. Yay. And they FaceTime. Both Woolsey and John are equally shocked to see each other there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the fact that Todd just let them take the ship back. Something's not right And here. retreated to his own ship is weird and no one trusts it. And he he needs this place and he needs the Atero device destroyed. And that's when they realize what the plan is. Yep. They come out of hyperspace, a new pre-programmed subroutine kicks in. Mm-hmm. The Daedalus is set to fly directly to the Atero device on the collision course. The train has left the station. The Daedalus is the weapon. Mm-hmm. And Fuck. trying to figure out what McKay and Daniel can do, meanwhile, there's not much they can do without the control device. You even need it for the lights. Yikes. But... If these suits were designed to protect from very harsh environments, <laughs> McKay has a terrible idea. This is where I wrote, Daniel and Rodney do dumb things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks at the room with big blue crystal that is full of radiation and lightning bolts shooting around. They just have to manually pull the crystal, the control crystal. No big. It's like a 30-70 chance they can get there. Uh-huh. But it's the best to have the idea. And I mean, they have fancy suits. They might as well use them. Yeah. Why, what are you going to do otherwise? Not use the suits? Uh, on the Daedalus, Keller's like, hey, Roni, you know how when you disabled the weapons? Mm-hmm. This was Todd's only choice after that. Fuck. Todd doesn't give a shit about killing them. Mm-hmm. Now that they're there, we see Todd's ship just That's what away. it is about Ronan. Ronan only knows how to escalate. And that's not... 
conducive to a happy relationship. I don't know if it's not or only chooses to escalate. I think it's more of I'm fixing this immediate problem and I will it's like other I'm not thinking ahead as to what that may cause down the line. I'm just dealing with this problem right here. Yeah. That's fair. He needed the he needed to shut down Hyper's job. Yeah. Weapons got turned off too. That's cool. They should probably not have weapons. Mm-hmm. No thought as to what that would cause down the line. Fair. So, I mean, neither McKay or Daniel really wants to go into this room and do this, but they might as well get it over with. Then yep. Daniel's going to go in there because if one of them gets killed, there's backup. Yep. Great pep talk. Yay, we're doing this. Uh, and thanks to Mr. Obvious as they step in, McKay's like, don't let the lightning touch you. Oh, Okay. Because I was just going to pet the lightning uh-huh. if I saw it. And the thing is, I don't know. Does walking slower help you avoid the lightning or should you just run? Somehow it's like the jewelry heist with the laser beams. Yeah. Somehow moving slow makes you think that at least you'll avoid. You'll have an opportunity run. to react. I yeah. would run. Yeah. McKay gets there, opens the control panel and takes his time because he needs to pull out the right one or the place will explode. Yeah. So like Daniel's like, well, hurry up, but also get it right. Mm-hmm. And on the Traveler Bridge, they realize that the Daedalus has a minute until they crash. And there's a few hundred people aboard. And John has an idea, but he's going to need trust on Katana's parts. More dumb ideas. Yep. And he calls engineering. He's like, look, I need to be able to make a hyperspace window in 30 seconds. Ready to go. Do it now. We have to make a short window. And Zelenka's like, that's impossible. And like Mila's nonchalantly going, that's fine. We'll- As he's like, that's impossible. She's like, I did it. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Keller and Woolsey are trying to reassure this, this part. So Marx is trying to get through the lockout. Yeah. And like Keller and Woolsey are not helping. No. They're trying to reassure him, but telling him we're all counting on you may not be the calming influence you no. think it is. Hey, you've got this. You're doing great. Yeah. We're all counting on you or we're going to die. Not the same vibes. Not the same vibes. So they're entering the atmosphere. It's crunch time. It's a high stress situation and mm-hmm. the place starts heating up. Pieces start breaking off yeah, because this going. is not how the ship should be going through the atmosphere. Yeah. They're just a meteor hoping they don't it's break It's kind up. of fast re-entry, a little bit fast. And right at the very last moment, the traveler ship flies past them, parks itself right in front of their nose, and opens a hyperspace window that both ships fly through. It cuts them off. So McKay found the right crystal. He goes to pull it, but not before Daniel is hit by lightning and mm-hmm. goes down. McKay does pull the crystal, and yep. the device goes dark. Yeah. On the other side of the planet, both ships come out of hyperspace completely confusing everyone on the Daedalus. And John explains what just happened. Yep. And that's when Marx gets control of the ship again. And Woolsey. <laughs> Listen. The line, that was not a moment too late. Nobody asked that question. Not needed. Not needed. No, you just go with, thank you, let's keep moving forward. Yes. That one... That one got under my skin a little Uh-huh. Bit. Another Asgard ship shows up, but that's quickly vanquished. Yeah. Fuck him. And while the machine is off, McKay runs to Daniel, who is trying to manifest Daniel being okay. But uh-huh. while he's alive, okay is a bridge too far. I, he Look, Daniel's been dead before. He yeah. knows when he's close. Yeah. <laughs> so they have no clue everyone is in orbit. No idea. And so they assume they're on their own, but not to worry. Um, because they'll die of dehydration in like five days. There you go. Um, Daniel won't have to deal with McKay much longer. And Daniel, who is somehow not screaming. Yeah. Is, again, he's been here before. He's been here. Act like you've been here before, Daniel. Bro, what? This is your first death? Isn't sure he's going to last five days. Uh-huh. And right as McKay is about to make a very deep, heartfelt confession... They're both beamed up to the Daedalus oh. Infirmary. What's really creepy about this moment is that's Asgard tech. It is. And so when they're beamed up for a minute, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Who beamed them? Yeah. But thank God it was a Daedalus. Um, I'm not sure if McKay is more thankful for being saved or not having to finish his confession or seeing Keller. Yeah. And yeah, Daniel's hurt. Real hurt. Big ouch. It's not going to be good. 
Um, and they did get away with two fancy suits, though. Here's my question. Yeah. Under those suits, the Asgard were not wearing clothing. Nope. Under those suits, are Daniel and McKay wearing clothing? Yes. Okay. Is it required to take off your clothing for the thing to mold to your body? I don't know. But neither one of them were going to get naked to get into that thing. You think they're getting underwear and t-shirt, though? Or you think they left everything on? <laughs> they might have done underwear and t-shirt while facing away like, from each other. How to get the shoe into the thing? Like they may have like dropped shoes. Okay, maybe I can see like dropped shoes, dropped jacket. Okay, okay, fair. Yeah, uh, the device <laughs> is shut down since McKay has the key control crystal here. Yeah, I guess going full nude, there's a lot of chafing that's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm worried about with the Asgard. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're so angry and grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Woolsey wants to make sure the the whole device is dead, that this is never going to happen again. And since the Daedalus has no weapons, he kindly asked the travel ship to do that. Yep. And just like that, Janice's lab on Hoth is gone and they head home. Thank goodness. And they'll find a can opener to get McKay and Daniel out of these suits. <laughs> but please don't damage them. Seriously, they're really cool. McKay's totally going to want to Really need to apart. use this later. There's yeah. no zipper on the back. Can you check to see if there's a zipper on the back yeah. for me? Yeah. I, I got in here, but I don't remember how. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because they do open in the back. It's like, yeah. what flawed design? If you're by yourself, you're just fucked. Yep. Well, he... They're able to open it on their own. I think there's a button that's, true. that's like yeah. an open. Yeah, it's fair. So they're going to take... Uh, it'll take a bit more time for the Traveler ship to get hyperspace up and running. But actually, Zelenko's able to clean up a lot of stuff, make some improvements. Yeah, Doesn't... please don't live like this. No. Like, you know what? <laughs> and I don't mean this in a negative way. But Zelenko is when I come over and wash people's dishes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just doing this because this is what I do. Yeah. Um... And even though their last plant side colony was destroyed, Katana thinks they'll try again. Yeah. And John um, it passes the message along to Laren that he's here to help. And please don't wait for the next galactic emergency mm. to hi, say hi. I am very charming when my friends are dying. Maybe we could grab a bite to eat or drinks or all of the above. And and she's hey, like, bye. that's not what Laren said. And she's like, she does talk about me. Ha! See? Yeah. Now and then. There's a win. So what does she say? And... Uh, Katana just walks away. Yeah. Not worth. She's going to live and hanging. You know, there was a, there was, here's, we know how women can work. Laren and Katana had a deep, specific, detailed conversation of how she would drop this information. (laughs) Like I want him to know, but not know, but let him know, but don't know. So just drop a hint here, like tease it a little, but don't make it super obvious. That's how that went. We know that. Overwine. Mm-hmm. Uh, on yes. Atlantis, sometime later, Keller is off ship. Mm-hmm. Shift. Yeah. Someone else is taking over. Um, she's had a very long past few days. After yeah, all, no kidding. Ronan catches up with her and invites her. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want food? Mm-hmm. Food. And finally. She stops playing as many games as she was playing and tells him that she is super thankful for what he did on the ship. Seriously mm-hmm. saved her life. Absolutely. Along with the whole rest of the crew. But um, she's interested in someone else and doesn't want to give Ronan the wrong impression. Mm. He's like, okay, um, I wanted to get some food. Yeah. And claims that it was... I'm fine. Nothing intended more. My feelings are fine. Which, sure. Super not weird. Absolutely. Totally believe you. Uh-huh. Because after a beat, she's like, okay, well, do you want to still go get food? Then he's like, no, I should probably awkward off now. I'm not even hungry. I was just, I thought you, you looked hungry. I was going to fe- give you food. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. You should eat. Bye. <laughs> You look like you don't need enough. And then he just runs. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, the end. My favorite Eddie is uh, pretty much the only Eddie that I quote on a daily basis, dressed to kill. And he's <laughs> like, I got a loaf of bread. Smacks <laughs> <laughs> across the face. Yep. In the infirmary, Daniel is sitting up. It hurts to eat fruit cup. Yep. So, but he's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, which is saying something because yeah. for Daniel McDeath's a lot. Oh, <laughs> the fact that he didn't die and come back yeah. is... 
they're like, oh, that's it? Disappointing. What a, what a like sad adventure for you. And then McKay, of course, says the thing I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if it hurts, eat the fruit cup. Don't eat the fruit cup. Yeah, thanks. That's super helpful, which is exactly what Daniel says. <laughs> thanks, Groucho. Uh-huh. Um, and don't worry, before McKay came down here um, f- for a little visit, they figured out how to stop the Asgard from coming through their shields so easily, as they did in the last episode. Thank that's goodness. And since we stopped... Uh, their favorite plan to feel safe in the galaxy. They might hold a grudge. Yeah, probably. Um, but Daniel won't be here to find out. He's needs some serious patching up. So mm-hmm. Landry wants him on Earth to do that. Makes sense. And since uh, they door dashed a new gate yeah. <laughs> from the very short-lived intergalactic gate bridge network. Yep. It's already being installed. They're just, yeah, yeah. They're breaking it apart for pieces, yeah. And and just like the last scene, it is awkward for very different reasons. Uh-huh. It's been unique. And Daniel wants to thank McKay for saying he respected him back there when they thought they were going to die. And McKay's like, that's not what I was going to say. Uh, Rodney, you can't just let this one... This man died. That's not how I was going to finish the sentence. Good lord. Dad is like, how the fuck else would you finish that I regretted? That you were here in the first place. Uh, Keller, fuck this one too. Don't even bother. They're both stunted. (laughs) Jeebus. Just, 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 you know, get with Daniel instead. Daniel's like, you can't even get, you can only give compliments to people who are dying. Yep. Yep. Listen, McKay at least acknowledges it and admits it and knows that it's something he's working on. That's true. He's at least not just pretending everything's fine all the time. And that's when McKay eats Daniel's fries. Of course he does. And we fade out. Because he's a stress eater, too. He is. He's like, I don't, I feel weird now. I'm going to put food in my face. Yeah. That part I relate to. (laughs) This was fun. This is a good. Did not see the Asgard coming. Definitely did not see the Asgard Nobody coming. Expect the Asgard Inquisition. It was fun to have a Daniel. What's next? What's next? Uh, next is an episode called Outsiders. We're hitting the end of Atlantis. We're getting to it. Oh boy. Okay. The Outsiders is based on the book, and it's got what is it? Matt Dillon. And all these other people, Rob Lowe's in it. I think I've got the right crew. Now I'm going to watch the Outsiders movie as well. Okay. <laughs> Send us your summaries of the Outsiders to Twitter at Tara Podcast. Alrighty. Email us at oh, there's no place like yep. Tara at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at yeah. there's no place like Tara. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for letting us have that week off. They are so needed sometimes. Okay, bye. Bye.